Hello, and welcome to the Heart of Equity podcast from the Heartland chapter of the National Association of Health Services Executives, also known as NASI. I'm your host, Pleasant Bradford Jr. I am a health equity professional, a healthcare leader, and a member of the NASI Heartland chapter. In this episode, we're talking to Dr. Aubrey Grant, co-founder and chief equity officer at Equity Commons. Equity Commons has pioneered a virtual reality-enabled immersive experience that works toward combating implicit bias. Dr. Grant is also a clinical sports cardiologist. He trained at the Harvard University Massachusetts General Hospital with specialty training in advanced cardiac imaging. In all of his endeavors, he is passionate about investigating and reducing health disparities. We'd also like to thank Care Content, our partner for producing this podcast. Care Content is a full-service digital marketing agency that helps healthcare organizations create a web presence that reaches their audiences. If your health system needs help with digital marketing, website redesigns, or social media, please visit carecontent.com. Now, let's get into the first half of our discussion. Aubrey, welcome to the Heart of Equity podcast. How are you today? I'm doing so well. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Thank you so much for joining us. We are super excited to get into this topic, and you are the right person that can shed some light on on what we want to discuss as it relates to leveraging virtual technology to generate radically empathetic clinicians. Let's get started, and I just want to get a a sense of who you are, if you don't mind just sharing a little bit about yourself and and how you got to where you are today. Sure. Yeah, thank you for that. Um, Like I said, my name is Aubrey Grant. I'm a clinical sports cardiologist, uh, the up-and-coming director for sports cardiology at MedStar Health, working in association with Georgetown University as well. I'm also the Chief Equity Officer for Equity Commons, um, and that is, you know, my heart's passion's work there. At Equity Commons, we are a technology company that uses virtual reality to train physicians on implicit bias. Um, And, you know, I'd love to get into that today um, and talk more about how that organization, Equity Commons, and the work that we're doing to really sort of change the landscape over for implicit bias for our patients. Well, that is the topic of the day. So let's dive right in. As you mentioned, you are the co-founder and chief equity officer of Equity Commons. If you could talk a little more about the inspiration behind Equity Commons and and how it ties to your work. Equity Commons is actually the summation of a beautiful brain trust between three Davidson alumnus. Um, myself, Whitney White, um, and Leslie Alvarado. Um, so we all attended Davidson College at various point in time. Um, and Whitney and I were actually really close friends uh, when we were in undergrad together. Um, and so I actually did my medical residency at Emory University um, down in Atlanta. And the topic of implicit bias kept coming up. Um, I was seeing it in all of my patient interactions, and I was just learning so much about how it negatively affects clinical outcomes for so many of our disparaged communities. <clears throat> And in fact, my senior year, my, or my last year of training at Emory, I did my uh, sort of senior grand rounds on implicit bias and the ways that it negatively affects clinical outcomes. 
And the Grand Rounds was super well received. You know, everyone was there and they sort of recognized that this was such a big problem that we were dealing with, you know, and as we take care of patients. But at the moment, there were no clear solutions to that problem. Um, and so we kind of left that moment really feeling unfulfilled about next steps and going forward. And so in one of our sort of quarterly catch-ups, Whitney and I were just chatting, and she just so happened to be at the time working a lot in the virtual reality space. Um, and then we just sort of put two and two together um, and came up with the idea of using virtual reality to, you know, really sort of change the landscape for implicit bias training. And, you know, virtual reality is this wonderful, innovative technique um, that has never really been used um, in implicit bias trainings before. And so it's really this novel approach that we came up with. That moment really then brought us together with Leslie Alvarado, who was also a Davidson alumnus, um, and she is our chief technology officer, and she had so much experience with virtual reality as well. And then, boom, you know, the brain trust was formed and Equity Commons was here. I love that. You mentioned you're a Davidson alum. Is it the same school that Steph Curry went to? That is the same school as Steph Curry, yep. <laughs> oh, man. Did you guys, did your time overlap or were you totally different? You know, Steph and I were the same year um, at Davidson. Um, it's a very small liberal arts school. It's like, you know, when I was there, maybe about a thousand kids were there. Um, in those moments that we went to the Elite Eight, they like shut the whole school down and, you know, blessed everyone to the game. And so it was awesome. That is awesome. It's also a liberal arts school, right? And so I'm really appreciative in the fact that while at Davidson, I was a sociology major. And so I really got to, you know, get firsthand understanding about people um, and sort of how they interrelate together. That really sort of helps inform a lot of the work we do with Equity Commons. So I love how you talked about the the formation of this with the, the three people that are a part of Equity Commons. Implicit bias. It's the term of the day. We hear about it all the time. And we know it's a form of bias that happens automatically and unintentionally. However, it still influences our decisions and our behaviors. In your experience, how does implicit bias impact healthcare, specifically when we're looking at the patient-provider relationship? Yeah, I mean, you, you really sort of nailed it on the head there. Um, and I will give you sort of a brief anecdote. Uh, last year, I got invited to a women's health conference um, in D.C. where I got to speak in front of a large audience of women of color. And, you know, I gave this talk about how we really need to begin advocating for ourselves. Um, and, you know, I told a few stories of, you know, moments where I had patients come to me and say that their physicians weren't listening to them. Um, and at the end of that talk, at the end of that session, literally... 20 or so women came up to me talking to me about experiences where they felt like they weren't heard, where they felt like they were misunderstood by their physician, where they felt like their physician were glossing over their symptoms, and ultimately they might have suffered some negative uh, consequences because of that. Um, and unfortunately, these stories are so uh, they're not unique um, and they're ever present within our society. I mean, one common story that comes to mind is thinking about Serena Williams. Serena Williams, the sort of greatest athlete of all time, you know, she has all the financial means in the world, but yet, you know, in her documentary, in her HBO documentary, she talks about how she had to advocate for herself, and even her physicians didn't really trust that what she was feeling uh, was true. And so, you know, what we do with Equity Commons is really try to break down these biases that negatively affect the patient-physician relationship that allow us to not have that radical empathy. Um, because what we know is that true healing begins with empathy and understanding. Absolutely. 
the example that you you mentioned is something that is far too common, unfortunately, for many people, especially communities of color, who are going through this healthcare system trying to get the care that they need. A question that I have in terms of the implicit bias and the impact that it has, do you see that it has a disproportionate impact on communities of color, or do you see that it's pretty standard across all communities? And you know, Pleasant, that's that's one of the points that has really sort of opened my eyes about this is that everybody has bias, right? You know, communities of color certainly uh, suffer from health inequities and bias can be at play when you think about those health inequities. But there's bias when it comes to uh, transgender persons. There's bias as it comes to, you know, obesity. There's bias as it comes to disability. There's shapes and sizes. I mean, there's all these things that make us different um, in society and these all these things that really um, you know, really um, separate us in society. But what we need to do is have this sort of paradigm shift in how we think about these things, because oftentimes we look at our differences and they make us take a step, they make us pause. But we need to celebrate our differences and really sort of appreciate, you know, how we are different in society and look for ways that we can find commonalities and similar bonds as well. And that's one of the core tenements of working class are implicit biases, finding ways that we are similar um, and, and ways that we can find union with each other. One of the most critical ways you can help promote health equity is to make sure your health system is doing business with Black-owned companies. This creates career opportunities, builds generational wealth, and allows us to control our own resources. For our Buy Black Vendor Spotlight, we'd like to highlight Fit First Running. Fit First Running is a small specialty retail store that carries mid to high end running, walking, and workout shoes for injury prevention and improving performance. For more information, please go to fitfirstrunning.com. Now, let's get back to our discussion. One of the things that is so important in the patient provider relationship is empathy is that opportunity to at least try to put yourself in someone else's shoes if you can. And if not, then at least listen to understand and listen to solve. And so what role does empathy play in that patient-provider relationship and how can it help combat that implicit bias that we see in the healthcare system? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I truly think it's really the fundamental uh, backbone of healing um, and in being a physician. I went through four years of medical school and I did three years of internal medicine residency, three years of cardiology fellowship, and then an extra year of fellowship on top of that. But in all of that training, no one really teaches you about empathy and really sort of the humanistic side of things. Um, And it's so integral in how we take care of people. Oftentimes we get so busy as clinicians that we're running around the hospital and we're at work and we're taking notes and we're doing discharge summaries we need to stop and pause and really understand that, you know, oftentimes our patients, this is the worst moment in their life. You know, when they're in the hospital, they're scared, you know, they, they're dealing with things that they've never dealt with before. They oftentimes don't understand the pathophysiology of the diseases that are happening to them. And that level of empathy and understanding really needs to give us a moment to pause um, and really sort of go the extra mile for our patients, really sort of break down those differences and barriers that can often lead to inequity. And so empathy is really at the forefront of all of that. 
we haven't yet baked in empathy training as a part of our education uh, for you know, medical students and trainees. And virtual reality is this powerful, unique technological tool that we can use to really make progress in that area. I know I've taken my fair share of implicit bias training. I'm sure you've seen plenty in your time. And all of them are not the same, I will say. Some of them are better than others. So in your opinion, what are some of what are some of those great implicit bias trainings that are out there? And if they aren't out there, then what is Equity Commons doing to make sure that those types of trainings are available? One of the things that was so surprising to me is as I learned about how important implicit bias was, and we've known about implicit bias for like the past 30 years and its effect on healthcare, but we really haven't moved the needle much in really sort of understanding how to break this down um, and really sort of move past this. And so, you know, I haven't had any training, formal training on implicit bias in my time um, as a medical trainee. I'm starting to see uh, you know, uh, fellowships and residency training programs incorporate it now into their sort of uh, their lexicon of teachings, um, but it's still sort of uh, up and coming. Um, and in my experience, you know, the traditional implicit bias trainings really lack the depth. Um, and they fail to leave sort of a lasting impact on our participants. Oftentimes, they're sort of, uh, you know, PowerPoint based, um, sort of lecture based. And that's really not the proper modality for getting across this level of, of empathy development that we really need. You know, there's, they're oftentimes, you know, discussion based and sort of theoretical. But this sort of real world uh uh, problem needs sort of real world application. Um, and that's where the virtual reality comes in. And I think it's sort of the best modality we have in order to really help create that sort of radical empathy that we need. Virtual reality, it's this wonderful tool. And so, you know, the process that we have for creating the VR scenarios is actually super unique and authentic as well. So we create these virtual reality storyboards. Um, and oftentimes these storyboards are clinical cases that I've actually experienced myself. I mean, one of the more powerful stories that we have is of a black woman who was experiencing homelessness at the time, unfortunately dealing with alcohol use disorder, and she presented to the emergency department with chest pain. You know? um, and she was well known to the emergency department and she was a bit disheveled when she came in and she kept saying, I'm having chest pain. And they said they had known her, they'd seen her before. And oftentimes when that happens, particularly in a busy emergency department, you know, those symptoms can go unnoticed. Um, and she said people weren't listening to her. Unfortunately, there was a delay in care, and then she ultimately suffered a cardiac arrest while in the emergency department. We had to resuscitate her, take her to the cath lab, you know, do all of these sort of technical uh, procedures in order to get her back to, um, you know, back to, um, you know, a good quality space. And then ultimately, after we resuscitated her, you know, all she kept saying to me, Dr. Grant, no one was listening to me. Um, and the virtual reality is so powerful because now we brought her story to life. And others can really sort of experience what it's like to be that woman in the emergency department not being listened to uh, because of implicit biases. Yeah. Let's talk more about the tool itself. You mentioned that you have these real world examples that you bring to the to the fore. What else does this virtual product do that's unique? Yeah, I mean, I, th I think that's what I'm most excited about is the technology is so perfectly enabled for this problem, right? So when we think about implicit bias and we think about the techniques to mitigate implicit bias, you know, putting yourself 
in the perspective of someone else, putting yourself in someone else's shoes is paramount for that understanding. And what is a better way to do that than virtual reality? You know, that actual, when you put the VR on and you're, you're haptic in the, you know, virtual reality scenario and you're feeling, you know, that experience in real time, you're developing these sort of neural connections that allow you to understand. And the next time you're in that same scenario, you're, you're triggered right back to that moment and you can think and recall from what it was like to experience, you know, that level of bias. Um, and it's so, so powerful. The level of sensory immersion and perspective taking that you can get through virtual reality is just so perfectly aligned for teaching implicit bias. It's this really sort of like peanut butter and jelly moment where we're able to, you know, uh, really use the technology for good. What has been the impact of that? How has it helped with training and provider patient engagement and even personal behavior change? What, What does success look like on that end? Yeah. And I think that is what we're also most excited about is the virtual reality experiences and the trainings have real world change. We can make real world change uh, with these trainings. So uh, we actually just created a new scenario where we created a virtual reality scenario of a transgender person navigating the experience of going to a cardiologist's office. And, you know, I'm not of that community. However, we authenticated that experience um, and we brought to life the moments where, you know, someone might use your dead name or you get misgendered or your physician doesn't is not aware of hormone replacement therapy and the many nuances related to that and how that can really sort of negatively impact, you know, your relationship. Um, And so we created this virtual reality scenario where people had the ability to really sort of experience that and feel that. Um, And following that, we did pre and post survey and the post survey data was just profound. You know, people really understood what that experience was like and they could really sort of pinpoint moments where they would change their actions in the future. And that's what we're in the business of doing. We're hoping to change action by really sort of developing this radical empathy. Stay tuned for the second half of our discussion. If you're a healthcare executive in Minnesota, Nebraska, the Dakotas, Iowa, Kansas, or Missouri who cares about health equity for people of color, please consider joining the National Association of Health Services Executives Heartland Chapter at nasiheartland.org. That is N-A-H-S-E heartland.org. For more episodes of the Heart of Equity podcast, subscribe at Apple Podcasts or your preferred podcatcher. And while you're there, please leave us a comment. Thank you for listening.